They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. It's that time again, Election Day 2021. Here we are, Matt Connerton, Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, streaming everywhere worldwide from WMNHradio.org and on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And, of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online, Tomorrow Radio, and AOW Radio. Today is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. And uh, I am not alone, my friends. If you're going to play in Texas... You gotta have a fiddle in the band That lead guitar is hot But not for a Louisiana man So raw's enough that both are faded love And let's all dance If you're gonna play in Texas You gotta have a fiddle in the band Yeehaw, Texas Mike on the couch Yeehaw Wow, that's a great yeehaw there, Texas Mike Now, uh, I have to ask you, by the way Because it is election day today Did you, uh did you vote here and uh, then uh, fly down to your home state of Texas and vote there as well? Oh, we voted here because this is my week was isn't it? Oh, okay. Good man. Good man. Yes. I, nope. was, I was number 967 in Ward 7 at about 2.55. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, very good. Yes. So, everybody, I want to mention, of course, uh, right off the top. Now, we don't discuss local uh, Manchester politics on this program, but it is, of course, Election Day for those of you listening locally here in the city. And uh, so if you haven't gotten out to vote yet, uh, polls close tonight at 7 p.m. here in Manchester and uh, tonight at 7 p.m. right here from WMNH, Peter White, 
will be uh, anchoring all of the uh, local election coverage uh, here in the city of Manchester, along with uh, Tim Baines. My name is Tim Baines. Today I'm excited. So he's very excited. <laughs> but that will be tonight at 7 p.m. right here from WMNH 95.3 FM. The polls will be closing at that point and some results. You know, it's not a not a big city where, what are we, about 120,000, I think. So, you know, it doesn't, uh, it's, it's not like it takes days and days to figure out who won. So we'll, we'll know, we'll know tonight. Uh, by the time everyone goes to bed, I think, uh, who won the, the local elections here in Manchester. But um, nationally, of course, you know, we were talking about it yesterday, and we'll get into it a little bit more today, too, I'm sure. Uh, the biggest, uh, the one that people are really keeping an eye on, a, a very close eye on, is the governor's race in Virginia. Uh, also, the mayor's race today in New York City. But that one isn't uh, much of a nail-biter in uh, in the largest city in the country, New York, and, of course, the kind of the financial center of the world. It looks like uh, Democrat Eric Adams is going to easily, because it is such a Democratic city, uh, easily defeat uh, the Guardian Angels founder, Curtis Sliwa. So um, so that one's kind of a foregone conclusion. But Virginia is very, very important. So Yeah, and I'm going to on vacation in Virginia next week. Oh, see, it's too bad you didn't go this week. You could have voted there, too. Get in on some of that voter fraud. <laughs> I'm all for that. Okay. Because you know if uh, if the Republicans lose in Virginia, they're just going to say, oh, it's voter fraud. That's kind of what happens. Anyway, <laughs> no, but this is, uh, this is legitimately, uh, all kidding aside, this is a real nail-biter, what happens in Virginia. We talked about it on the show yesterday. Like I said, I'm sure we'll revisit it today. Uh, also, too, of course, it is Tuesday, which means in the second hour of the program, we'll be joined by Mike Sutterth for his weekly Tweakonomics segment. So we look forward to that. And, of course, I do want to remind you all that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot. If you happen to be watching online, you can see I've got my Hopknot shirt. Don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. Uh, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. They've got uh, live entertainment. Friday nights, I'm not sure who's uh, playing there, but uh, they usually have uh, a musician. And Thursday nights, of course, Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Sini. A very a popular feature there, and also too I and I uh, I don't have it in front of me. Let me pull it up really quickly. Uh, they were uh, posting their social media game is strong at the Hopknot. Uh, Kenny does a, a great job with it, and there was a a post about what they've got coming up this Sunday. Ah, yes, the first weekend of the month is coming up, and you know what that means: the Gender Blender Drag Show. We are honored to once again be hosting the next Gender Blender After Dark. Uh, join us this Saturday, November 6th at 10 p.m. for a night of music, performance, and community with four of New Hampshire's finest drag performers. For performers. The nighttime show is 21+, plus and there is limited seating, so get there early. So very good. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello? Anybody there? Hello? Hello? This is you. I can barely hear you. Oh, I can hear you. Well, let me try back. I got a real bad connection. Let me try back. Okay. Easy G, Eric Yagnon. He used to be a... Uh, you, uh, I don't know if you know this, Texas Mike. He used to be a part of the show. He was our entertainment reporter. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, then he retired. Yeah. Christian Lacoste is in that position now. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? 
I still can barely hear you, but I'll, I'll try my best. Yeah, just, that's all anyone can expect of you, Eric. Just try yeah, your best. Yeah, well, I, I fully intended to uh, get the vote out today, but my health has gotten in the way, so uh-huh. I had to cancel my appearance at the voting booth. I must say, I hate doing that, but so are you now? You can't also, be going uh, there with a bad cold or whatever the hell I got. So, so, so you've now retired from voting as well, in addition to radio. Say that again. So, in addition to retiring from radio, you've also now retired from voting. No, no, no. I usually always get out the vote, but when you're sick like me, forget it, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants nobody wants to hear somebody coughing up a storm. Well, that is true. the uh, polling agency, and the person that gives you the ride, so no thanks. The polling agency will get very upset. That is true, yes. So there you go. You, know, you have to do the right thing. If you're not feeling well, mm-hmm. you, you stay home. My side wants to get out the vote, you know? I know everybody's running. And yeah, it's not like democracy very, hangs very in the balance or anything, sure. Okay. Anything well, else? Yeah. What, what, what do you think of the? Uh, they came out the the list the other day. I know it's too late now, but it seems like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame every year. Paul Schaefer gets the shaft. Paul Schaefer gets the shaft. He's going to have. He to, deserves uh, being a Hall of Fame. All the years he spent with Letterman, like thirty years, he's been in his own rock bands. He's he's helped out of rock bands. He's even been a master of ceremonies many times at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But every year he doesn't even get nominated. He always always disturbs me. Why can't he get nominated? Maybe he should change his name to Paul Shafter. <laughs> See what I did there? Because you said he gets the shaft. That's why I'm in afternoon drive. Yeah, he doesn't even get nominated though. You know, not even one nomination. And I think he deserves to be in there. You know, they must put they must put everybody in the Hall of Fame, like the WWE. I think that uh, I do believe that Paul Schaefer Almost should. Everybody be goes in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so that's my that's my two cents. I think next year he'll get the nomination for the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey, you guys have a great show. Bye All bye. right. Thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. All right. Eric, uh, EZG Eric Gagnon, uh, very upset about the exclusion of Paul Schaefer from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as I think we are. Are you upset there, uh, Texas, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. Uh, frankly, it's an outrage. Um, by the way, so yesterday on the show, we left this program with a cliffhanger, a cliffhanger. Because toward the end of the show, uh, our friend EZG Eric Gagnon called in. Uh, Gonzo was here and Kyle Clayton was here. And uh, it was the three of us. And uh, wait, did I just say EZG? I meant uh, uh, Paulie C. Our friend Paulie C called in. Uh, of course, host of the morning show. Uh, host of rather, wow, I'm all confused today. I've got a lot on my mind with this, uh, you know, Virginia. and Host of Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. He called us. And said that uh, he was going to uh, CMC Hospital. You know, they have the uh, a great uh, uh, program for, I don't know program is the right word, but uh, the, the heart uh, clinic, whatever they, they call it there at, uh, at CMC, the heart unit. Um, you know, Paul had had a heart attack, I think he said 11 years ago. And he was afraid he was having another one because he had this terrible chest pain. So he was actually on his way to CMC. So, um, you know, a couple hours later... I, uh, I texted him. I wanted to check up on him, make sure he was all right. So I said, uh, so what's the scoop? You're not dead or anything, are you? And uh, this was a response uh, that I then received. Uh, Hi, Matt. This is Ziva, Paul's cat. Paul died about 20 minutes ago. He called, said he wasn't going to make it Friday. He told me to tell you to shave Dan's mm-mm on the air Friday night as kind of a memorial. So... I, I was freaked out. I was like, you know, because, look, getting bad news is bad enough, but getting bad news from a cat, 
Well, then the phone rang, and then I was like, you know, and it was Paul's number, and I'm like, now Paul's cat is calling me? What What is Eva going to say? Like, meow, meow, meow? And I love cats. Don't get me wrong. Turned out it was Paul, and this was all just a joke. So, uh no, he uh, he called to tell me that he's fine, and I won't I won't say anything uh, more than that because that's up to him how he wants to address it. But uh, I know that people were very worried. I was very worried. You know, he revealed on the air he'd been having chest pain for like three days, and everyone knows. You know, not do a little public service announcement here, but if you're having severe chest pain, uh, you're only supposed to wait uh, two and a half days max. Uh, I only know that because I uh, I did my own research about this once when I had chest pain. No, I'm kidding. No, you should go to the hospital right away if you're having chest pain because what if it is your heart? Uh, you know, there are other things that can cause that, but what if it is your heart? So absolutely go to the hospital if you're having chest pain. Um, so, you know, we were a little concerned that he had waited three days to do this. Um, but he's uh, apparently he's fine. It was not a heart attack, and he's uh, and he's good. Like I said, beyond that, I don't want to say anything else about it because we are talking about his health, but um, but he's fine. So uh, so thank goodness. So there you go. Uh, if you would like to join the discussion today on the show, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey Matt, Ronnie. I uh, hey, Ron. just turned on the TV. Yes. As you was talking about um, Paulie, so that's good news. Um, did they release him? Did he go home? Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. The only thing that <clears throat> excuse me, the only thing he did wrong is he went to the wrong hospital. Elliot's got a better food. They have a better what? Elliot has better food. Oh. The, the oh, CMC oh. doesn't have any food basically whatsoever. Elliot, you could go down in there and eat like a pig. Well, now, uh, well, that's good for me to know because, as you know, Ron, it is my stomach's world, and you all live in it. So, if I am in that scenario, <laughs> I would want to go. That's to, right. I would want to go to. If the uh, ambulance Elliot. says what hospital does he want, and you can't talk, I'm going to say he said Elliot. That is good to know. Now, I think Paul was correct, though, in his case, because it was chest pain, and he has had a heart attack before. And CMC has an excellent heart unit. Uh, but having said that, uh, you know, if it's anything other than that, yes, uh, the Elliott would be clearly the correct hospital to go to because, uh, look, you do want to go where the where the food is, especially if you're my stomach. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, geez, I, uh, I, we'll, we'll hear more from Paulie, and he'll uh, cool us all in. And, uh, you know, that's that's all, like I say, that's up to him to decide. Yes. But uh, I hope he gets it straightened out because uh, someday, the next time I come by with a pizza, I'd like to see him get involved and mm-hmm. be able to do everything. Oh, absolutely. We all want that for him. All right, my friend. All right, Ron. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you. All right, Bye-bye. you got it. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. He occasionally feeds us on uh, Friday nights for uh, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Now, Jenny in the chat room points out that Concord Hospital has way better food. So, you know, if you can make the trip to Concord, that, that that's an even better option, uh, potentially. Uh, 603-250-6007, if you'd like to join us, 603-250-6007. We will say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Hello to John Monroe, first one in, through the, in today. Hi, uh, Hi, John. Nice to see you in there. I believe John uh, found us by way of the Charles Richardson Show, our friend Charles in the great state of Florida. Wayne Noel, all the way from Michigan, joins us. Hello, Wayne. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Jenny is in the chat. Uh, John Monroe says every vote counts, at least I think. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us in the chat. Eric, all the way from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and who now does for us a weekly classic film review, uh, which is uh, a great segment. Uh, Eric was wondering if Paul's okay. Uh, Rocky Huber joins us in the chat and says, can't wait to see JFK return from the dead to crown Trump the king of all kings. That's right. Well, uh, if we have a chance, we'll get to that story. These uh, these QAnon people, apparently they they believe that JFK is going to return and, uh, and, and crown uh, Trump. How exciting would that be? Frankly, if it does happen, that should be on pay-per-view. Uh, John Monroe uh, says, great song, uh, and was wondering who that is. That is Megadeth. That is a song called Washington Is Next. I was looking up, what are some songs... You know, I always play on Election Day. I always play Election, or, or I'm sorry, Elected, I should say, by Alice Cooper. I wanted to, to play some some different things I haven't played before. In fact, at the top of the hour, I'm going to share with all of you my favorite patriotic song of all time. Do you know what that is, Texas Mike? Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, if Mike Sutterth uh, gets here before 5 p.m., before we go to break, we'll ask him. Maybe he knows. We'll see if anyone can get. I wonder if anyone in the chat room wants to try to guess what is my favorite patriotic song of all time. I will give you hints. It is an original. Uh, when the artist who uh, did the song released the song, it was an original composition. And... It has been played on this station uh, for other reasons, having nothing to do with uh, patriotism, but just because it was in the uh, playlist. John Monroe is guessing Born in the USA by Springsteen. No, it is not that. It is not that. I don't think anyone's going to get it, but but I'd love to see you. Uh, I'd love to see you uh, try to get it if you can. Um, Chris Rose from Massachusetts joins us in the chat and says, good afternoon. Uh, also Mike Pelopita from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall, of course, named for our beloved General Sunbeam, the greatest military mind since sliced bread. He won the war for us, which is, uh, which is great. Uh, Chris Rose is guessing proud to be an American by Lee Greenwood. Nope, not that. Um, Rocky Huber is guessing uh, Real American, Hulk Hogan's theme by uh, Rick Derringer. Nope, not that. That's a good guess, though. That's a very good guess because I have played that on the show before. Eric Pilcher is asking, what was the question? The question is, what is my favorite patriotic song of all time that I'm going to play at the top of the show because today is Election Day? Uh, Rocky Huber says, fight for the right of every man. Uh, that's right. Some of the great lyrics from Real American by Rick Derringer, who I believe is Canadian, isn't he? Thomas Bennett joins us in the chat and says, hello, everyone. Hello, Thomas. Uh, Jenny uh, said, how about I'm Afraid of Americans by David Bowie? I'm Afraid of Americans. No, I have played that on the show. That is a great song, but no. Uh, Eric Pilcher is guessing James Brown, Living in America from Rocky Four. Great song, but no, it's not that. Chris Rose is guessing God Save the Queen <laughs> by the Sex Pistols. Nope, nope, great song. I have played it on the show, but uh, but no, it's not that. 
It is not that. But you can keep guessing if you uh, if you like. We will uh, revisit that. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to that, I'm sure. But um, yeah, there is. Uh, it, it is a big day. Like I said today, the. Uh, Oh, let's do this first, actually. We'll come back. I, I do want to talk about, we talked about Virginia yesterday. I do want to, to revisit that subject today because I think, you know, nationally, that's the election that, that people are really focused on for a couple of different reasons. But um, I wanted to, uh, the, the, the story, Rocky Huber is the one who sent me uh, this story in Messenger. Uh, this is from Vice.com. Hundreds of QAnon fans are going to Texas to see JFK return. Uh, a QAnon prophecy says the assassinated president will return and make Trump the president again. I, by the way, uh, and before we uh, look at this story, um, you know, I like to uh, I like to keep an open mind about these things. You know, I don't want anyone to think. I mean, if you happen to be, if you're a listener and you happen to believe that uh, JFK is going to return from the dead and crown Trump uh, the president once again. Uh, you know, I, I don't want you to feel, uh, I don't want you to feel marginalized. Uh, I don't want you to feel like you're being made fun of, not taken seriously in some way. I, um, I just, uh, uh, but, but just so you're prepared, I am about to uh, uh, marginalize you and make fun of you and not take you seriously at all if you do believe this. Uh, just so you know. So a little disclaimer, uh, a little, uh, a, a, consider it a trigger warning. Jenny in the chat uh, guesses Rockin' in the USA by Kiss. Nope. Eric is guessing something by Rage Against the Machine. Nope. Um, Jenny says, OMG, that's real. I thought it was a joke. Rockin' in the USA. Nope. That's not a joke. Not, not one of my favorites. Kiss is my favorite band, but that's not one of my favorite songs. Okay. So this is what Vice is reporting. Hundreds of QAnon supporters are currently traveling from all across the U.S. to Dallas, where they expect to see John F. Kennedy suddenly reappear on Tuesday night, tonight, election night, and ordain former President Donald Trump as the King of Kings. And let, let me just, you know, as a, uh, as a wrestling fan, let me just say, I object to this. The King of Kings is Triple H. Everyone knows that. Chris Rose in the chat is guessing Freedom by George Michael. Nope, nope. <laughs> Jenny says, I thought the Vice story was a joke. No, no, no. This is not The Onion. This is not a, a satire. This is this is legit. Eric Pilcher says, aren't his brains still on the back of a Cadillac? Hard to come back from that. That is true, uh, Eric Pilcher, but... In the world of QAnon, all things are possible. And look, someone has to rise from the dead and make Trump president again, right? I mean, if 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 the My Pillow guy and Rudy Giuliani uh, and Sidney Powell can't figure out a way to do it, uh, who's left? Really, it's going to have to be JFK. It says here some QAnon followers were so eager to secure their place for the return of JFK that on Monday night, hundreds of them gathered at Dealey Plaza where Kennedy was shot in 1963, waiting for the latest QAnon conspiracy theory to come true. Oh, boy. I'll bet, uh, I'll bet, I'll bet it was just electric. Eric says, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Nope, not that. Uh, QAnon influencers are promote. I don't know why I can't say that word. I tried to put an extra syllable in there. Influencers. 
QAnon influencers are promoting. You know what it is? I'm just so excited because as much as I find Trump loathsome and I don't look forward to him being president again, I have to tell you, this would be, look, if this actually happens, I am going to be watching it on YouTube later. Won't you, Texas Mike? Yes, I will. I mean, that's going to be something. I hope there's a light show to go with it, like with lasers, maybe some pyro. Um... QAnon influencers are promoting several different versions of the conspiracy theory and of what will supposedly happen Tuesday night. Ooh, perhaps as an opening act. Uh, according to Whiplash347, an account with almost a quarter million followers, Trump will be reinstated as the 18th president of the United States because everything since 1871, the date the sovereign citizen movement claims the U.S. became a corporation is, quote, illegal. Whiplash 347 continues that Trump will then step down and John F. Kennedy Jr., who died in a plane crash in 1999, will become the president, quote, like he would if it wasn't for Killary plotting to kill him, unquote. Joining JFK Jr. as vice president will be disgraced former national security advisor Michael Flynn. Ah, sounds legit. Uh, let's see. At this point, Trump will ascend to, quote, become one of the seven new kings, most likely the king of kings, unquote. Uh, once again, uh, unless Triple H is involved, I'm sorry. I believe that is uh, King of Kings is trademarked, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mike Pelopita is guessing, my country tis of thee. No, Mike. Uh, again, uh, uh, I will refer you back to my clues. And if you're just joining us, everyone is trying to guess what is my favorite patriotic song of all time. Uh, it is an original, uh, modern, perhaps I should clarify, it is a modern recording. Uh, it is not uh, a, a, an old song that uh, people have, you know, might sing in a, in a chorus. It is a, it is a modern recording. I'll give you another hint. You would classify it in the rock genre. Uh, Thomas Bennett says, the King of Kings thing for Triple H is definitely trademarked. Yeah, see, so uh, they're going to have to, look, JFK, I'm sorry, he's going to have to come up with something different when he uh, comes back and uh, and starts uh, crowning the kings or whatever, the seven uh, kings, I guess. Yeah, I, I have to uh, tell you all, I'm finding this all a little bit uh, difficult to follow. It's very confusing. Um, you know, like with, the, like with the, the presidency the way it is now, it's like you got one president, but uh, seven kings? And by the way, doesn't that kind of fly in the face of what we fought the American Revolution for? I thought the idea was we didn't want to have a king anymore. Now we're going to have seven of them? Mm. I mean, I guess if one of them's Trump, you know, some people will be fine with that. Uh, Michael Bryan Protzman, who runs the Negative 48 channel with over 100,000 subscribers, sees things slightly differently. Oh, only slightly, though. Uh, Protzman has long claimed that the Kennedy bloodline is directly linked to Christ. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. 
The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Uh, we've, I, I've actually heard this before. He told his followers that on Tuesday, quote, JFK Sr., Jackie, and JFK Jr. will be reintroduced to the world. Then JFK Sr. will travel around for seven days, then will pass, unquote. I have to tell you, and by the way, this is the first time I've ever heard JFK uh, referred to as JFK Sr. I understand this is JFK Jr., but we usually just refer to JFK as JFK. Uh, I don't mean to nitpick, but, you know, economy of language. You, you can just call him JFK. We know who you mean. Um... Like, if you say JFK, nobody goes, wait, do you mean JFK Jr.? Uh, who do you mean? No, we know you mean the former president. I got to say, though, he's getting the raw end of the deal here. So he's he's going to travel around the world, and then and then in seven days, he's going to be dead again? I mean, that's kind of a ripoff. Uh, shouldn't he at least get to stick around for a couple of months? Uh, before he dies, however, quote, JFK Sr. will transfer power to Donald Trump and JFK Jr. will be Trump's vice president, unquote. They're not even of the same parties. How's that going to work? I guess when there's a bunch of kings involved, it's all going to be very different. Uh, another part of the conspiracy theory claims that JFK's return will coincide with the reversion to the Julian calendar, which means the date will change immediately back to October 20th. Oh, my God, this is exhausting. Now, that's going to be a big issue. People have a hard enough time with the cha- the, the time changes every year. You know what I mean, Texas Mike? Yeah. It's like, you know, you got you to gotta fall back an hour in the fall. You got to spring ahead an hour in the spring. People have enough trouble with that. Now we're going to go back to October 20th? Does that mean I'm going to have to uh, register my car a second time? Uh, th- this, is, uh, this is a nightmare. Uh, it says, as ludicrous and outrageous as all these claims are, it's a clear indication of the hold that the QAnon conspiracy movement has over its followers that hundreds of them gathered in Dallas more than 24 hours before this is all scheduled to take place. If it doesn't happen, are they going to uh, are they going to uh, riot at the uh, Adili uh, uh, Plaza? <laughs> Richard. Uh, Tregiari is asking in the Facebook live chat, is this live? Where have I heard that before? I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Um, Yes. (laughs) A live video of the gathering on Monday night was posted to YouTube by Patriot Dave, a QAnon supporter from Missouri. He spoke to dozens of members of the crowd asking them where they traveled from for the event. People there said they had come from Florida, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Delaware, New York, California, North Carolina, Michigan, Arizona, Utah, Minnesota, Georgia, South Dakota, and Indiana. Nobody there representing from New Hampshire? I'm actually surprised by that. 
Many in attendance wore T-shirts with the words Trump Kennedy 2024 emblazoned on the front. Oh, wait a minute. Now that's, okay, now this isn't fair. All this is going to happen, making Trump president and Kennedy vice president, you know, JFK Jr., but then they have to run for re-election in 2024? You would think after all this rigmarole, it would just be like a permanent thing. Uh, many more QAnon followers have indicated on Telegram groups and other QAnon message boards that they also intend to travel to Dallas on Tuesday for what they believe will be the moment they've been waiting for, when Trump is vindicated and order is restored. JFK Jr. has been a part of the QAnon conspiracy theory mythos for some time, it began in June 2018 when someone claiming to be him posted on the message board uh, 8chan and suggested he was the person behind the movement. Well, wouldn't that be a shocking twist? <laughs> um, and last week in Las Vegas, two people who QAnon followers have claimed are JFK Jr. in disguise appeared on stage during the Patriot Double Down, a major QAnon-focused conference. Wow. Very exciting. So uh, Michael Albert in the chat says, The Q Revolution uh, will be live-streamed. Wow, that is great. Uh, are they going to charge money for that? Because I think that they should. Uh, Richard uh, Tregiari, if I'm saying that correctly, is asking again, Is this live? Yes, it is, uh, Richard. Yes. I'm, I'm broadcasting from an actual live uh, radio station. <laughs> Unlike uh, a certain uh, individual who uh, got very uh, upset with me at one point. That's a long story. You probably uh, already know the story, uh, assuming you're referring to what I think you're referring to, which you are. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Do you know that story, Texas? Ah, we won't get into it. Yeah, yeah we won't get into it now. But, uh, anyway. Uh, oh, Michael Albert says, got to go vote. Be right back. Okay, very good. Very good. So that's our uh, our Q update. Uh, if you'd like to join us on the program, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But uh, best thing to do, of course, give us a call at 603-250-6007, and we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, Mike, uh, Ron, one more time. Yes. I tried, I looked, I YouTubed Q the other day, because it was right there, and I wanted to learn about it and see what is this Q thing. Yes. And I might as well have been reading an encyclopedia book. That's how much information there was on it. It was like, I didn't know where to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, you know, Q, and uh, our friend Dirk Don was talking about it one day uh, from Arrogant Media. Q began as a as a joke, I guess, uh, and uh, and then it exploded into this entire whole uh, conspiracy theory. Which I think it would be. By the way, I, I'm so impressed at how Q, how big Q has gotten, and their their branding and marketing is is. Uh, Quite impressive. I think you and I should start a uh, a conspiracy movement. We can include Texas Mike uh, if he wants to as well. We could call it R for Ron. And uh, let's start something and see if people buy in. Does this Q thing generate money? 
I don't for themselves or something? I don't believe so. I think the, the biggest uh, uh, thing that Q has accomplished is a uh, violent uh, you know, insurrection on uh, January 6th at the Capitol. But uh, I don't know that people are actually making money off of it. I mean, I'm sure some people are. There's probably people who are selling Q t-shirts or Q flags or whatever. So, yeah, I'm sure it does generate some money. You didn't buy a T-shirt, did you, Ron? No, no, okay, no. Good. Hey, did you ever see the Q character on Star Trek? Yes, played by the great. John yeah, I, used to, I enjoyed that. That was a good character, and I and I don't know. I just thought it was great. I think the 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 what if if this if people are still kind of uh, you know pulling the the strings on this whole Q thing, I think it's taken on a life of its own. But if there is still someone kind of controlling it, I think it would be fantastic, and it would just be the greatest payoff ever if at the end of it, it turns out that John Delancey, the actor, is actually behind this whole thing. Do you agree? Matt, sadly enough, I got to learn how to lip read. So many times I call in, and uh, you zoom in, zoom out. Sometimes I hear you, sometimes I don't. Oh. I heard you say that you would like, you know, you'd like to know about it, or well, not like to know, but is the uh, the actor the real cue? So yes. I got the gist of what you said, but I missed a lot of it. Well, that's okay, Ron. It, it wasn't. Now I hear you great. Uh, okay. Well, that's wonderful. Yes. And- now in and out, in and out. Hey, one more thing before mm-hmm. I hang up. Because uh, I'll divulge, I've been going back and forth between you and Judge Judy. I just can't help myself. It's uh, one of those things. Judge Judy. Could you uh, play that song or talk about that song? I wanted to hear that uh, the one that people were guessing on. Oh, I'm going to play that at the top of the hour. Do you have a guess? That'll work. Do, do you have a guess of, of what it might be? Oh, you probably couldn't hear me. All right, Ron. No, I didn't. <laughs> that, bye-bye. That's Take okay. Care. Bye-bye. All right. If you're just joining us, uh, we are. Uh, I'm taking guesses on uh, my favorite patriotic song of all time. No one's guessed it yet. Uh, John Monroe guessed in the chat. Steve Miller living in the USA. No. Uh, do you have a guess yet uh, there, uh, Texas Mike? Mine was already taken, so. Oh, what was it? Eva, living in the USA, um, we American. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, Paul E.C., by the way, is in the Facebook live chat. Uh, He says, uh, Ron didn't hear you, uh, so he has to learn how to lip sync. Um, (laughs) Rocky Huber says, someone stole JFK's brains from the National Archive. Uh, Do you think he will uh, tell us who? Um, Oh, who stole his brains? Uh, Richard says, new to the show, are you a Trump supporter or... Uh, no, uh, not, uh, uh what, what, what would you say, Texas Mike? I mean, you know, you, you've been on the show many times. Uh, what, what is your impression of my attitude uh, toward the former president, who, according to Q, is about to be uh, president again, along with the seven kings? Uh, what would your impression be of how I feel about uh, former President Trump? You hate him. Yeah, hate's a very strong word. I try not to carry any hate. Uh, we could go with maybe loathe or deeply despise. It, yes. Uh, maybe those, which really just mean hate, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm not, uh, but I'm not uh, too enamored with the Democrats right now either. I am, Richard, since you're new to the show, uh, I am an independent and I have enormous problems with both parties and I have uh, problems with Trump. I have problems with Biden 
And uh, I'm open to, in fact, I am so discouraged with all of these people. I'm actually open to this Q idea with the seven kings. I mean, we've never tried it before in the history of the country. This whole thing of going back to October 20th, though, does concern me. Um, Jenny guessed America, Simon and Garfunkel. No. Richard says, the real reason I asked if it was live was because I was watching a Veronette Facebook page the other day uh, and was commenting. I was commenting and it wasn't live. Is that really the reason? Oh, if that's really the reason, if he's a friend of of Veronette, then uh, maybe that wasn't a reference to what I thought it was. I thought it was a reference to, uh, I thought it was a a reference to uh, Pot Awful, Jesse P.S., because they like to go, they go into chat rooms and say, is this live? And they've done it to me, but I I get along with, uh, I get along with Jesse, so I don't end up incurring his wrath. I'm not one of the goons. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. It's Polly. Hey, Polly C. I am so glad you're not dead. Yes, it's good. It's good to be alive. Yes. I, guess. Um, yes. I want to uh, take a guess on your um, on your song, your patriotic song. I have a few. Oh. oh, okay. All right. All right, but I'm gonna go with the bleeding obvious first. Okay. This could be wrong. Okay. But I'm going with "Rockin' in the USA" by Kiss. Nope, uh, Jenny guessed that one as well. Uh, nope, that is not it. All right, I have a few others here. Okay. Uh, it can't be. I ruled out Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen because yep. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, then I got, went to uh, Rockin' in the Free World by Neil Young. Good guess, but no. R-O-C-K in the USA by J.M. Nope, good guess, but no. Remember the Heroes by Sammy Hagar. Oh, wow. That's a deep track. That's a deep album cut. Uh, no. Right. No, that's that's not it. That's not it either. Okay. Surfing USA by the Beach Boys? Nope. Nope. And We're in American Band by Grand Funk. No. That is not it either. I wonder if I should offer another hint. Yeah, you got to give another hint. Um, okay. I'm going to go I'll give you another hint. I'm going to give you the decade. It came okay. out. It came out during the 1980s. That's 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 not good enough. Well, if you want another All hint, right. it'll be a few minutes. I got to space right. these uh, out. Is it going to be the, is it the early 80s or the mid 80s or the late 80s? Oh, okay. All right. I I, I can work with that. Uh, mid 80s. Mid 80s. Mid 80s. Mid 80s. Yeah. So between 84 and 86. Uh, definitely, definitely after 84. And yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yes. In that zone. That's a big was hit, a, but, but I'll go with it. Was it big on the radio? Yes. Okay, that's all I need to know. I'll figure it out. Thank oh, you. All right, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Paul, you see, that's a pretty big hint, but yes, yes. Between 84 and 86. I better, I, I think, I better make sure that I've got that right. I'm just going to Google the song really quick and make sure that, because if if I... um. If I got that wrong, um, 
that would be uh then I'll I'll need to um I'll need to fix that. Nope, I got it right. Okay. There you go. I think he's going to get it based on that. I think he I think he actually will figure it out. Uh Jenny guessed I Love America by Alice Cooper. Nope. Eric Pilcher guessed Red White and Blue by Leonard Skinner. Nope. Uh oh, Richard says I met Veronette at the Conjuring House. Oh, yes, yes. All right, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? I want to take I want to take a shot at this. Yeah, Tony D. All right. Un Unsung Heroes. No, who is that? Unsung Heroes. Title's familiar, but uh, who was that? Uh, Kenny Marks. Okay, nope, it is not that. Hmm. Okay, Matt. Well, I'm going to go. <laughs> All right, Tony. You got anything else on your mind? Oh, did we lose you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't quite hear what the last thing he said was. Did you? Did you understand that? That was weird. The phone connection was strange. Yeah. That was our friend Tony D from Philly. Uh, Jenny guessed "Kids in America" by Kim Wilde. No. Uh, Thomas Bennett guessed "Disposable Heroes" by Metallica. No. Uh, let's see. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerson Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, Ron. Yes. Is it country or rock and roll? It is rock and roll. It's rock and roll. Because mm -hmm. I remember that. I can't, if it was Toby something or other, I remember the country song that after we went to war, whenever at one time they talked about. Oh, uh, you know, I Toby stand, Keith. I stand, yeah, I don't know if you heard. You know the, I don't know if you heard my last clue to uh, Paul, but uh, between, I did. between 84 and 86. Yeah, I thought you were going to give him a heart attack while he was throwing out numbers. Well, that would I mean, be bad. Names. That would be bad. Uh, yeah. Hey, this is, is has nothing to do with those shots, but you know what's a good song that I like? One of them, I mean, there are so many, was uh, Where I, Why I Wear Black by Johnny Cash. Oh, that's a great song. That is a great yeah. song. Yep, absolutely. All right, I'm done guessing. I can't <laughs> wait to hear the answer, though. All right, Ron, thank you for the call. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, I didn't think people would, would be in this into uh, guessing. This is cool. Uh, Polly C. Guest, Living in America by James James Brown. Nope. Uh, Richard says, uh, obviously, you are a classic rock fan. I am as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of many uh, genres and eras, but uh, yes. Thomas Bennett says, is it a metal band? No, not metal. Um, Rock Huber says, is Easy G's theme song for his new obsolete, is it Easy G's theme song for his new obsolete entertainment report? No, it is not. No, it is not. All right. 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. If you have a guess or, uh, or anything else you would like to discuss, uh, like I say, uh, Mike Sutterth will be in shortly uh, for his uh, weekly Tweakonomics uh, segment in the uh, second hour. But um, I've been checking, you know, the big, big race today is in Virginia. And the Hill.com is a story up five things to watch in Virginia's governor's race. I can tell you, though, I, you know, I was saying this on the show yesterday. I if, if you'd asked me even a couple of weeks ago, even just a couple of weeks ago, if I thought how I thought this was going to go. I would have said, well, I think I think Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin is going to be competitive, but I I uh don't think he's going to win. However, um I've changed my mind 
I, I mean, I don't have a guess in that I think it's going to be very, very close. And we might not even know tonight. I think we'll know tonight, but we might not even know tonight who wins. But one thing uh, the Democrat Terry McAuliffe has against him is that historically, if you look at Virginia, whichever party, you know, it's just like with the midterm elections in Congress, whichever party occupies the White House usually loses the governor's race in Virginia. So that um, is very good for Glenn Youngkin. But, um, you know, Virginia is a, a blue, you know, it was a red state at one time. Now it's a blue state. Northern Virginia in particular goes heavy Democrat, Fairfax County, heavy Democrat. Um, and Terry McAuliffe, you know, he's not exactly a left-wing radical by any stretch. You know, he's a very pro-business Democrat, you know, a centrist, a moderate uh, the kind of, of Democrat that the progressive wing of the party can't stand, and they call them Republican light and whatever. But, um, you know, fairly a popular governor. But this is, um, I, I really believe, you know, I, I said it yesterday, and I'll just uh, reiterate it here. Um, this is a very, even if McAuliffe wins, it's going to be close the Democratic Party should be very concerned about this because this does not bode well. You know, unless unless McAuliffe ends up winning big, which he's not going to, even if he wins, it's going to be very tight. Um, I really believe this is a very direct reflection on the perception by the public, by people like me and, and a lot of people, that uh, the Democratic Party just can't govern. And, you know, their inability to get these bills passed, I mean, they, they've screwed it up so badly. You know, this infrastructure bill should have been passed back in August at the latest. It should have been passed on its own. And they shouldn't have tried to tie everything together. And the progressives should have gotten on board with the understanding that they're not going to get everything they want. This is... Maybe a little hyperbolic, but I, I think it's very possible that we can take what happens tonight. If McAuliffe loses, and if he loses by a substantial margin, we can take what happens tonight as the beginning of the end of the Joe Biden presidency. Because once the midterms hit, the Republicans, we know they're going to pick up seats in the House. Um, You know, Democrats barely have a majority to begin with, but... Um, it's, uh, they're not going to be able to do anything. So that's the thing. You have a democratic party that can't manage to do anything while they're in control. And then they're not going to have control. And that's it. I mean, you know, where does, where does this presidency go from there? So this is a, uh, a very anxious day for Democrats. Now, you know, again, I'm an independent, but I don't like Trump, and I was, uh, you know, I, I supported uh, Biden, but, but this, um, I mean, this really, <laughs> this is not good for the Biden presidency. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, it's a very interesting day. Uh, Richard in the chat says it doesn't seem, doesn't it seem like the. Presidential options aren't good either way, especially last few elections. Well, I wanted a president that was going to take the pandemic seriously on a consistent basis. And that was my—and by the way, on that score, 
I give uh, the Biden administration credit. I mean, even Chris Ruddy from Newsmax wrote a column giving the Biden administration uh, credit. Uh, by the way, Mike Sutterth is here. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you guys? Welcome, welcome. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you, Matt. Um, when we go to break at hmm. the top of the hour, I am going to be, I don't know if you were listening on the way in. I was not. I was tied up at the doctor's office. I am going to be playing my favorite, because it's election day, I'm going to be playing my favorite patriotic song of all time. And people have been guessing what it is, and no one's gotten it yet, and there have been a lot of guesses. Uh, Jenny in the chat uh, guest uh, Made in the USA. These are new guesses just coming in by Demi Lovato. John Monroe guest We Built This City by Starship. Thomas Bennett just guessed America the Beautiful by Ray Charles. Um, none of those are right. Now, let's see if you have a guess, but I'm going to give you, these are all the hints that I've given so far. It's a rock song. It's an original, so it's not like, you know, my somebody guessed earlier, My Country, Tis of Thee. No. Uh -huh. It's a rock song. It's an original, and it came out in the mid-1980s. And I'm going to go one step further because we are approaching the top of the hour. I'm going to give another hint. I'm going to take that hint about the mid-80s, and I'm going to tell you the exact year. And we'll see if, if you or anyone can get it. I'll give you the exact year. 1986. Hmm. Hmm. I want to try, do I want to, try to uh, get weird here and not go patriotic, but it's your favorite patriotic song. It's my favorite patriotic song. Hmm. Gosh, from the uh, 86. Mm-hmm. Valley Girl? No. <laughs> For lack of a better guess. <laughs> Paulie C. just guessed, I want to be sedated by the Ramones. Uh, no. Although I do support uh, ending the drug war. I, I like the I like the guess, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's a great song. You got any more? I just gave another hint. You got any more guesses, Texas Mike? Before my air, you know, I've listened to a lot of music. I'm trying to... No. Is it that uh, country singer Lee, what's his name? I'm proud to Lee be Greenwood. an American. Nope. Nope. Not that. That was 80s. Not that. That was 80s, yes, yes. Uh, Eric Pilcher guessed Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. Nope, that's a, a great uh, great guess, but uh, but no. Um, wondering if I should give one more hint before we go to break. Um, Richard guessed uh, ELO, Calling America. Nope, we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. Nope. Um, Breakfast in America by Supertramp. Nope. That's uh, earlier in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much earlier. All right, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give one more hint. This this is actually a pretty big hint. Somebody might get it. So, Paulie C had guessed. Oh, it was uh, what was it? Remember the Heroes or something by Sammy Hagar. I forget the exact title. Mm. By Sammy Hagar. That's not it. But Paul, with that particular guess, when you guessed Sammy Hagar. You were kind of in the neighborhood. Um, you were kind of in the neighborhood. I'll put I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. See see if that. I, I have a feeling. Richard says it's got to be Van Halen '86. The just because deal. Hey oh what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me. Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. 
The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. No? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Polly e. guest VOA, Voice of America. By uh, Nope, that's a great song by Sammy Hagar. But nope. But when I say you're in the neighborhood, I don't mean... That it's Sammy Hagar. I just mean that you're in the neighborhood when you mention Sammy Hagar. Uh, Jeff Nyan guest uh, American Storm, Bob Seeger. Nope. John Monroe guest Hero of the Day, Metallica. Nope. Rocky Uber guest uh, I'm in Love with a Stripper by T-Pain. Nope. <laughs> we have played that song on the show before, however, at the request of John Hopwood. Jenny got it. Jenny got it. My name is Tim Baines. Today I'm excited. <laughs> we are excited. That's right. Jenny got it. So we're going to play that, and I'm not going to say what it is. For those of you just listening who are not in the chat room, you'll know it. You'll hear it in a moment. No, wait. But, but Jenny got it. Jenny got it. Now, isn't that insider information? Don't you guys have a um, relationship, for lack of a better term? Yes. But so has she heard you singing this in the shower ad nauseum or something? I, I doubt it. Well, I doubt it. All right. But I'm going to play it right now and you'll all hear it. It it. And uh, when we come back, Mike Sutterth is here. Richard says I was close. Yep, you were close. Mike Sutterth is here. Texas Mike, you're sticking around? Yep. All right. Very good. More Matt Connerton Unleashed coming up. Put your uh, put your hand on your hearts, please, while you uh, while you listen to this. Not for the whole song. everybody we are into our number two numero dose of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester streaming at wmnhradio.org and on the facebook on the matt connerton unleashed facebook page and of course you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc hello to our friends at raw talk online and uh, tomorrow radio aow radio and today is of course tuesday november 2nd 2021 election day mike sutterth is here at the news desk indeed texas mike is on the couch and yeehaw yeehaw and we have a call hi welcome to matt connerton unleashed who's this 
Are you still taking song requests? Or, I mean, song, the song guesses? No. Why? Did you have a guess? Uh, sort of. <laughs> what, what, I'm curious now what it was. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with this one. Oh, say can you bleed by batons daily smite. Uh, just uh, interrupt me if I'm getting annoying. I'm just, uh, no, I'm not annoyed. Uh, more just confused. How are you, Dave Ridley? I've been worse. Did you, uh, so you didn't hear me, uh, you didn't hear the big reveal of what the answer was? Yeah, I switched over to something else at the end of the show, so I missed, oh. the, I missed the answer. It was Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth. You know, I don't even remember that. That song, to me, is everything that America is all about. Yeah, well, those guys were great, but I don't remember that song for some reason. How dare you? <laughs> those guys, that was David Solo, wasn't it? That was David Solo, yeah. yes. That's from uh, Skyscraper. Wait, no, it's not on Skyscraper. Or is it on Skyscraper? I can't remember. Wasn't it on uh, Don't Eat Here or Don't Eat Something Like That? Eat em and Smile? Eat em and Smile. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, it was on Eat em and Smile. You're right. Well Pretty done. good for an old deadhead. Huh? Well done. Well done. <laughs> Well, we know who wouldn't know that, Dave Ridley. <laughs> yeah. But he does know. Yeah, now he knows. What's on your mind, Dave? There is some. There is something I do know. Yes. New Hampshire has New Hampshire has seceded from the United States. Wow! That wait, hang on. I gotta. We usually save this for uh, <laughs> for uh, Mike's uh, segment, but this is breaking news. We we. I didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> Did you guys know about this? No. I did not. I, wow. I am taken aback. Wow. I, uh, wow. All right. So what what does that mean? Do I not well, have to inspect my car? New Hampshire has seceded oh. from the U.S., sort of. Oh. <laughs> In a small way. Oh, so, there's always <laughs> a catch. There's always a catch. Yeah, so there's a catch here. So this, this, is, but this, this is breaking news, and it's pretty big. Um, so the New, Hampshire, the New Hampshire Association of School Board is a, I'm sorry, yeah, the, what's the, I'm going to make sure I get the name. The New Hampshire School Boards Association. Okay. Yes. Has left the National School Board Association over this, um, according to gatewaypundit.com. Uh-huh. Uh, over this, um, have you heard about this letter, you know, where they, they were trying to label uh, concerned parents as domestic terrorists if yes. they showed up at school board meetings and got a little mm -hmm. too loud? Yeah, the Merrick Garland uh, memo. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what they're withdrawing over because they, I guess the, I guess the local, you know, the New Hampshire version of this school board association felt that the National School Board Association was too closely implicated in this uh, this, this domestic terrorist allegation. Ah, right. I have to tell you, Dave. I think you, uh, when you said we had seceded, I, I think you oversold it a little bit. Yeah, well, I was meant to be oversold. <laughs> I understand. All right. Well, uh, a, a terrible breakup. What can you do? Well, a great breakup. And I like <laughs> well, this email they sent. It was nice and simple. It said, quote, this email is to inform you that the New Hampshire School Board Association has decided to withdraw its membership from the National School Board Association effective immediately. NBA's recent actions have made our continued membership untenable. 
Okay. Now, any now any opinion on on your behalf, sir? I mean, I can give you my opinion, but I, I, I you brought the point up. I, I would tell you it's a good thing, but I'd like to know your opinion if you have one. If my kids yeah, are out of school, I'm glad, so. they, I'm glad they withdrew. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I mean, even if it's uh, superficial, uh, for lack of a better term, but <clears throat> you know, when a parent goes well, in know, and, and I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. They said that, you know, one of the things that brought down the Soviet Union was when they banned onions. <laughs> like, so it didn't, I don't, I don't think it's happened inside the Soviet Union proper, but I guess there was a ban on onions in Poland because people kept writing anti communist slogans on the onion skins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this, but, you know, the, the date when this happened is significant. You know, this was like around 1982 when it happened. So guess what happened right after they banned onions? Well, Poland, Poland got its independence, and the Soviet Union stopped uh, existing as a uh, as a threat to the world. And it's the same way with these feds. You know, they're saying, uh, you know, they're, they've gone, they've gone there. They've said that soccer moms are, are domestic terrorists now. That means, <laughs> so they've gone to the Onion place, right? And they're going to go to the Soviet Union place. Well, uh, let me just uh, play devil's advocate here. First of all, if you ban onions, I would assume that everyone's breath had improved uh, somewhat. And also, uh, wasn't this memo about uh, specifically about people who are making threats against school board members, you know, like showing up at these meetings and saying to school board members things like, I know where you live and I'm going to uh, find you and kill you, things like that? Well, it would be better if someone didn't say that. It would be, yes. So, just so, you know, just trying to add a little balance to it. I mean, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if your average soccer mom at a uh, at a... In other words, I guess what I'm saying is I think it's a little bit of a mischaracterization to say, well, your average soccer mom at a school board meeting was suddenly labeled as a domestic terrorist. I think it was specific people doing a specific thing who were labeled as or, or, or were perhaps going to be probed because, you know, sometimes when people act in a certain way uh, and you just assume, well, they're not actually dangerous and you don't you don't take a, a person's attitude seriously, you end up with something like January 6th where... You know, obviously, I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. So, you know, I think if people are going to show up at these school board meetings, yeah, maybe they should be looked into a little bit. Just make sure they're not going to actually follow through on their threats. You know what I mean? Well, you know how there is this phenomenon in the United States, and maybe it's just common uh, to humanity, of collective punishment and collective guilt. And mm -hmm. if you were in a specific building at a certain time or even in that town that day, then you become a suspect uh, and, of course, you sort of did it just there now when you just said the January 6th protesters. Well, yeah, there may have been one or two hundred that got into the, I don't know what the number is, that got into the building and caused some trouble. Uh, but most of the people who were in Washington in that area that day were just exercising their First Amendment rights. And yet you just threw them out the window as the January 6th protesters. And they're all terrible. But that's, that's not but, appropriate. But and that's you're... what happens to people. No, but, but then you're taking my words and you're projecting something onto what I said. I never said all of them. We've talked about that before. I'm talking specifically about the people who uh, charged and invaded violently the buildings, the building. Did you specify that or did you were you talking or did you say the January 6th protesters and leave it at that? Oh, I don't remember exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly. I don't remember exactly either. But the record will show. The record will show. Oh, well, that's, that's that's fine. To tune in at seven o'clock tonight for the replay. <laughs> I will. I, I will. I want to listen. But you, my but, but my larger point is sometimes when people make threats, they do follow through on them, and that's why there's such a yeah. thing as criminal. You know, you've heard the term criminal threatening.
Yes. So, yeah. so I think yeah. that sometimes we have to take people seriously. I'm certainly not uh, trying to, uh, I, and I would not be in favor of labeling everybody who goes to a school board meeting and maybe is angry about a mask mandate or whatever it is. I wouldn't automatically label all those people potential domestic terrorists, but I've seen plenty of videos online of people showing up to these school board meetings and actually threatening like I saw a video the other day, a doctor, an epidemiologist or somebody, he's at a school board meeting just giving his testimony why he thinks mask mandates or vaccines are a good idea. And then he's got, and you know, and then he goes outside and he's got all these people, literally people threatening him saying, we know where you live. We know where your doctor's office is and we're going to come get you. Well, that looks like something a domestic terrorist might do. So maybe that's, you want to keep an eye on that guy. So he doesn't go and actually kill the doctor because sometimes people do follow through on these things. Apparently, well, it's like calling. It's important all, to try. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I was going to say that it's like calling all of the uh, protesters that uh, you know before the election here they had this Antifa phenomenon, which I guess is still out there. You know, not every person who was protesting in Seattle or Oregon were the ones throwing bricks at federal buildings and burning right. stuff down. Now there were people, obviously, who did that, and uh, you know this is. Uh, the other side of the aisle's argument is like, well, that's domestic terrorism. Yes, it is, but not every you know young person with a black scarf on and a hoodie right. who was at the protest were the ones throwing the bricks and, and you know pouring gasoline on the buildings. Now, were there a handful or more than a handful? I don't know the answer to that, but it's not, you know, it, it, people were there to assemble to exercise their right, you know, to protest. Right. But obviously, the the thing that gets the attention is the bad news part of it, and. Um, you know, your, your, your caller is right that, you know, yeah, there was a, I hate the word insurrection because it, it, it's a, just kind of too broadly painted it. But did people get into the Capitol? Yes, people got into the Capitol. But your caller is absolutely right in that there were far more people out in the streets waving signs and, you know. Uh, oh, I got no problem. Try, with trying to, exactly. Yeah. And that's a whole different other animal than, you know, breaking glass and throwing stones and or making criminal threats and things like this. Yeah. Um, I certainly, as a parent, understand the school board thing because what I've put together in my mind is it's angry parents there saying, I don't want my kid to wear a mask either because of religious or medical or not at all, but political belief for that, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go there. But yes, you cross the line when you say, I know where you live and I'm coming for you. So sleep good tonight, pal. You know, right. that, that, that's, that, <laughs> that, that is, you know, I don't like the term domestic terrorist either, but, um, you know, that that's criminal threatening. Yes. Um, just like uh, somebody saying uh, from the other side or either side, you know, it, it's the people who kind of go beyond the pale to to make their point. Uh, and and either cause physical harm or 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 threaten physical harm, um, but there's plenty of folks who, um, you know, I, I forgot the time here, caller. You want to listen? I was actually a part of a. I went to see a protest down here at City Hall um, for a mask mandate. I went to see it. I went to uh, visit and see what was going on, <clears throat> and it was a bunch of uh, folks. I will to say from the right down there saying, "Hey, we don't want a mask mandate. Heck no, we won't go." All this kind of stuff. And I happened to get photographed there. And boy, howdy, did the phone ring. And uh, <laughs> I, I caught a hard time from both of my daughters. And dad, what were you doing down there? What I was doing down there, I was at Shaskeen having a couple of beers with my buddies. And I said, hey, what's going on over here? I'm going to go take a look. Yeah. And guess what? I got my picture taken over there. You know, not uh, jumping around, waving a flag or anything, but uh, I was there. Yeah. Um, but uh, you got you to gotta be careful when you yeah. do. I, I tell you, I had to, after the whole fallout happened to me, because I didn't intend to be, you know, on Manchester Ink Link photographed in front of these folks. Like, right. Um, <laughs> I, I really I really thought twice about it. Like, you know what? I had been to the Trump rally down here months and months before. 
because I wanted to see what was going on. I didn't yeah. get inside. I didn't get a ticket. I wasn't even necessarily jazzed about, you know, having to get in there to see the president. You can stand outside and see the president. So I did. I, I went down and I sat there with my arms crossed and watched it. Yeah. But I didn't think twice about, you know, my exposure, my own exposure. Oh, yeah. And after this happened to me at City Hall, like, I, I've got it planted firmly in my brain now. Like, do I really want to drive to Pease Air Force Base to see the, the future president? you know walk off the plane and they'll take a picture of me and you know my <laughs> face is out there you know on facebook you know i have a, yeah. a a burgeoning musical career here and you know people some people know my face especially in this tiny little city mm -hmm. um but it, it was i got schooled man i i got schooled <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good good it's, lesson yeah and nobody asked me my opinion one way or the other about how i felt about it i just ended up in the paper you know, right, or, right. Or on inklink and yeah like I said, my two daughters, which broke my heart, you know, that they called and yelled at me and didn't speak to me for a month or two. But wow, I said, hey, I was, I was just really, there, wrong place, wrong time. It's a cautionary tale. Amen. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. It's it's really questionable what people question, in a sense, uh, or what their grievances are, because you know, I assume I'm just going to assume that you pay your federal taxes. I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> if you don't, then that's okay. You don't have to tell me. Let's assume I'm going to assume, you know, like most Americans, you probably send money to the federal government, which tortures people and which ran, you know, ran a torture chamber at Bagram Air Force Base, and they're not upset at you for doing that. I bet they've never criticized you for doing that. But nope. if you were at, in the wrong part of Manchester on a specific day, they lose their minds, and and they're not alone. Most Americans are like that. It seems like. Well, I, I, I liken the, uh, you know, people, I'm a Denver Broncos fan, and I hope this is relevant what I'm about to tell you, but I'm a Denver Broncos fan, and, uh, you know, I've been offered tickets to a suite, actually, at Foxborough. You know, come to the suite, um, we'll get you a free ticket, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to drive home from Foxborough. But furthermore, I'm not going into Foxborough wearing a Denver Broncos jersey with a bunch of people who have been drinking beer since 9 o'clock in the morning. Smart, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, wrong place to do that type of stuff, and... Um, but with, you know, kind of assemblies and gatherings and stuff going on, I had never, as a 50-plus-year-old man, thought that I'd, I, it would uh, well, I'd have any exposure. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, though, too, I mean, if you really think about it, uh, you know, it's kind of a wrong place, wrong time kind of thing, I guess. But the odds of that happening, of, of that picture being taken at that precise moment, uh -huh. you know, what are the odds? I mean— there is such a thing as being too cautious, too. I mean, like I said, it's sure. a cautionary tale, but uh, then again— you know, what yeah. are the odds of you being, I mean, I could have just, I remember there was a Trump rally here uh, up the street, not, not the, the last one, but the one before it, you mm -hmm. know, I went down just to see, mm -hmm. you know, and, and no one would ever mistake me for a Trump supporter, but I, I took a walk down just to kind of see it, you know, sure. and, and then walked right back. Um, oh, it was during the primary. It was during our primary coverage yeah. because he had a rally the same at the same time. So I, I just went over to take a look, but yeah, yeah you gotta just, be careful what you're rubberneck. Too, you know? I, I guess so. I <laughs> That's guess what so. I found out. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, Dave. Uh, anything to add? Well, it, you know, it's kind of also like the the uh, some of the anti-vaccine phenomenon. People want to just the, when, the the reason there was so much going on at the Capitol is because so many people were interested, right? And so many people were there. If you, the more people you have in an event, the more likely someone's going to do something questionable just because you have more people. And it's like with the vaccine, one, I think one of the reasons why there's so many reports of adverse reactions is because so many people got the vaccine, right? That, it's more because of that than because of a problem with the vaccine. So it, it's, just, it's just important to judge everything on an individual basis and not, not, to, not to blanket everything. Amen. Great. Excellent, yeah. excellent point, sir, because... 
you know, people like, are you vaxxed? And if you say yes or no, that's where it may or may not end. Um, I think it's important to know, or if you're really pushing somebody else's have you or have you not, why, you know, that that's important. It, my, my example is why I got vaccinated is I wanted to be able to travel internationally. Like once I found out if I ever wanted to get on a plane to get over to the UK, which I frequent or frequented, um, I, I better get, I better get the vaccine. And I don't want to end up in a conversation with some person to say, so you did it so you could travel, not to protect other people. Like, oh boy, here we go. You know, no, I, I didn't think about that at that time. And I, I talk to people now, like, I wonder if I was a person who never traveled, would I have gotten it by now? Maybe I had, I'm a person over 50. You know, I don't, I've got a pretty good immune system and all this good jazz, but maybe I would have thought on advice of my doctor, maybe, right? My doctor yeah. said, Hey, it's a good idea. Like, uh, you know, the hepatitis C uh, vaccine um, that I'm getting lined up here is, uh, he told me, hey, it might be a good idea. It's a good idea to get a flu shot. Yeah. So maybe I would have done it, but I don't want to end up in a conversation of saying, so you only got it to travel, not to protect my wife and my child, you know? Right. Um, I don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, I got it, and that's where it should end. Um, I've been trying to get Dave to tell us, tell us if he's vaxxed or not, but he won't. He won't tell us. What kind Correct. of vax? <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't decided yet whether to talk about. I mean, I'm not sure that it's safe to, to say one way or the other, actually. Well, I can tell you, if, if if my theory is right, and you are, I can see why you wouldn't want to say it, because I've been in some Facebook groups that uh-huh. I know you're in as well, and I see a lot of folks who are, are uh, some of them just full-on COVID deniers in certain Facebook groups, and you know what I'm talking about, Dave. So I can see why you wouldn't want to say it, in front of some people uh, because you'll get uh, ridiculed for it if you are. If you are. But that's expo- well, that exposure is both dangers, directions. There's, there's dangers <laughs> of saying the other thing, too. Yeah, but not as much. In the Facebook groups that I've seen that I'm, I know you're into, I think it's I think it's much more dangerous to say that you are. If you, you, know, if you don't want to be judged by people is what I'm saying. But it's, I mean, in general, it's good to set an example to other humans who aren't very good at this, generally. Of just not answering questions, like pretty much, I mean, all kinds of questions are, are yeah. the appropriate answer to so many questions is, "Am I required to answer your question?" That's great advice, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty open about stuff. Doesn't help with discussion, but it's it's actually good advice. Yes, but you're very mysterious, Dave Ridley. You're very mysterious. Is that even <laughs> is that even your real name, Dave Ridley? Is this the real David Lee? <laughs> I wonder. Is this the re- is this even the re- how do we know? This could be an impressionist. For all we know, how do, how do we know? Could be Gene Simmons. This could be Gene Simmons of Kiss. All right, Dave Ridley, if that is your real name, thank you for the call. You're welcome for the call. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Well, I'm sorry I wasted the uh, breaking news music on that. Boy, no, what? A, I, I was I was kind of excited. I mean, I think secession is a terrible idea, but still, I was kind of excited. I mean, that's history. You know, that's, yeah, that's a big, yeah, that's historic that, stuff. Absolutely, that, that's a big deal. Well, uh, let's see. Are you ready to? Oh, before we do that, before Please. we get to your segment, though, I do want to remind everybody, of course. Uh, you know, we don't discuss local politics here on this show, but if you are listening locally here in Manchester, polls are open until 7 p.m. So if you haven't voted yet, there is still time to get out and vote. And tonight at 7 p.m. right here from WMNH 95.3, Peter White will be anchoring live election coverage uh, from 7 until, uh, 
I don't know, probably until uh, whenever the results come in. I, I don't think it'll be a late night. It's not a not a big city. I, I think usually when, when Peter does the uh, coverage, it's usually for an hour to an hour and a half. But that will be starting right here at WMNH at 7 p.m. tonight, Peter White, and he will be joined by Tim Baines, bringing you live election coverage from right here uh, in downtown Manchester. So, uh, Mike, are you uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for this uh, truncated version. We'll do a we'll do a truncated uh, music cover. There we go. <laughs> that works. Good evening, Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mike Sutterth, and I have uh, been lucky enough to be given this uh, truncated segment here today. But that's uh, that's perfectly okay. I I was hung up at the doctors and. What preparation I was able to do today was uh, sitting in the doctor's office while I waited and waited and waited. Uh, but I've got some things for you. I do want to, um, I, I had in my notes here to uh, encourage everybody to go out and vote. A lot of the banter that we have on here, and I know we stay out of local politics. Um, we talk about a lot of national politics. The local stuff does breeze through here every once in a while. I try to stay away from that altogether. Um, but I would encourage you to go out to your uh, local elementary school, at least it was in uh, Ward 1 where I am, and vote. And uh, and if you don't vote, try to control your emotions for the next election <laughs> cycle here about like, well, I think this, I think this. I mean, when I get frustrated, and we all get frustrated as voters if you do vote, um, when things don't go your way or the way you like. Um, did you vote? Like, did you go take the one step that maybe you could take? And there are lots of steps, you know, there's volunteering and all this, but I gotta tell you, it's the, it's the darn ballot box um, that if you wanna make some action, especially these local municipal things, the aldermen, the aldermen at large, school board, things like that, especially the mayor's office. Um, it, it, we have a cool microcosm of a political system here in Manchester, and it's on play, and you get to see it, and it's hands-on. And if you don't like it, you know, for years and years, I didn't want anything to do with it, and I'm never going to run for office for a couple of different reasons. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there are pictures out there. <laughs> oh, wow, you and those pictures. <laughs> yeah, like the one across the street last <laughs> right, year, yeah. Right, right. Um, but, but I do want to encourage, uh, you know, if you do like to get involved in politics and hash hash back and forth with people, which I do like to do even at the bars and on the radio here, uh, not to the point that you get angry and, you know, say, well, you know, I'm, let's disagree to disagree and let's get the ball around, you know, that that's what I like. And to me, if you want to be in that arena, go vote. And, mm -hmm. and then you can say, well, no, I actually voted this because of this, if you want to do that. It's yeah. actually, it's not very pleasurable. It's entertaining to watch it from a step back. I, I'm not a confrontational guy by any means. Um, I do occasionally wish for the confrontational call, but uh, that, oh, yes. that day will come. <laughs> good radio. <laughs> I love, when a, I love when a good fight breaks out on the show. You know that, Texas Mike. Yes. But you, you've got a you've got a stiffer backbone than I do, man. I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I avoid, perhaps because I'm married, that's why I avoid uh, conflict. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've learned that uh, <laughs> to stay off the couch, you know, <laughs> just try, try to be a nice guy and say, uh, hey, uh, Red Sox lost last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good conversation turner. It's like, Celtics lost last night. Yeah. Or Celtics won last night. Oh. All right. Well, let's talk about some economics then, shall we? Yes. And yes. I, I've got some other off-topic stuff, but let's get to the economic stuff so I can at least call this uh, segment <laughs> Tweakonomics. And I do put the tweak in Tweakonomics. Um, oil prices, uh, I've talked about probably the last four times I've been on your show here, Matt. And uh, they, they're going in the same direction. And I, I, I was reading some things, and I wanted to just throw it out there to tell people, this is Economics 101. It's supply and demand is what... Uh, 
I drew on the inside of my sneaker as a freshman in college to remember which way the supply curve went and which way the demand curve went. And I couldn't remember it because I was uh, more enthralled with girls than the Grateful Dead at the time. So I, I, I did cheat, and I, uh, that's uh, another reason I'm not going to run for office. You should have written that on the outside of your sneakers. I did, on my heel, so when I crossed oh, my I thought, legs... Oh, I thought you said the inside. I'm sorry. Well, the inside of my heel here, you know? Oh, I got so, you. Yeah, so I just nonchalantly crossed my legs here <laughs> in the middle of the exam, and there, lo and behold, was the S and the D curve. Ah. Uh, so I can remember it. <laughs> but um, self-deprecation aside here, um, it, it's the supply and what it is, and we're going to touch on politics here, so bear with me, take it easy. Um, it, the uh, energy policy, uh, a policy, excuse me, apology, <laughs> um, is um, the restriction of oil here in America, and that's one of the things that got removed when the new administration came in. Uh, is they had put the halt on the Keystone Pipeline and um, the kibosh on uh, what were land leases, I guess, is what the what the real thing was. So the offshore drilling, even off of Alaska and in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, things like that that um, I guess existing leases were honored, but there are no new ones. No new leases, Right. Yeah. So people who do oil expir- uh, exploration, I was reading an article and was called The Hill magazine, uh, newspaper article, whatever, it was on the internet, but it's called The Hill. And one of these guys from Continental Resources, um, which is a gas exploration company, uh, said this months ago that, you know, if you're going to restrict this, then the grass- gas prices are going to go up. And you're going to be at the mercy of OPEC, the uh, you know, oil-producing nations in the Middle East primarily, um, and th- because they now will dictate the price and reduce production. So supply and demand, right? So that's exactly what happened. Um, and it, to get away from the U.S., talk about OPEC, they reduce supply. So what does that do? That increases prices. And, you know, we, uh, America meaning we, you know, are telling OPEC, please increased production they're like well why would we do that mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got oil up to 83 dollars a barrel right now and i think just last week or the week before we're talking about hey we used to see hundred dollar uh, barrel oil prices well that's where we're headed um but it's important to understand why that stuff happened now there's a whole other argument and i don't have the time or the education to tell you about this is being done for greenhouse gas emissions and mm-hmm. you know the green new deal and trying to give some attention and money and uh, spotlight on uh, green technology well, I do think if we were all driving electric cars, it would kind of solve the uh, gas issue. Perhaps the gasoline issue, mm. but where does the electricity or the energy come from that powers that? You know, that's mm. always the comeback that's, that I get when I true. when I hit the ball around that it's yeah. natural gas and coal normally is where uh, the energy, you know, stations, yeah. power stations are, are, are deriving their power from, yeah. and that's carbon-based fuel. Um, but uh, that that's a black hole. That's uh, oh yeah, that's it's a big it's a big subject. Yeah, yeah. 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 But everybody can have their feelings about you know we were energy independent. That's great and all that. But were we making the impact uh, on the greenhouse gas emissions that uh, a lot of folks want to do? We probably weren't. But mm-hmm. you know we, you can't have it all. So yeah. Um, but it was important to me to understand as I read this article from the Hill that um, it's a supply and demand thing, and we cut our own supply. And now demand is risen here after the pandemic. People are going back to work. We're driving. People are flying. Boats are going places, all this good stuff. But uh, you all chime in and tell me what you think. Is that a call? Yes, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt Connerton. This is Uncle Doug from North Carolina. No, I'm in South Carolina. What am I saying? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do you possibly have, uh, I'll be brief, don't worry. Do you possibly have uh, Dr. Mike on today about uh, economics? Oh, uh, Dr. Sutter, as you call him, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I thought it was, 
That was like an Abbott and Costello routine we were doing. Oh. <laughs> I had a, uh, Uncle Doug, please. Uncle Doug's up from South Carolina. Al knows him. He, he, yeah, I know Uncle Doug. All right, I'll ask him something. So I just wanted to say a couple of things, yes. uh, and I'll get off because I don't want to hold up the presentations. But uh, I listened to most of the show yesterday, Matt, after I did a bunch of paperwork. Yes. And it was your critique of the left and these current so-called demon rat party, I call them, but uh, demon whatever they are. But that was really good. I would, you know, being weak, confused, and, you know, uh, all over the place. I don't really think. So I'm, I'll say one controversial thing here. I don't want to say too much controversy over <laughs> the air. But um, I respect you, your dialogue. When you did that dialogue with, for example, um, I can't remember the gentleman's name who does the report. He calls in a lot, I know. He wants to succeed from the, from oh, the Dave, union. Oh, Dave Ridley. Yeah, we talked to him a little while ago, in fact. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, I admire him because I disagree with him. I, I support what your position on that base being Jennings, but uh, as you've articulated on the air. But, but I like the fact that he is willing to dialogue with you and you – the same with him oh, that's yeah. what we need more of in this country that's what i was trained in in clinical social work and in like and generally in my education and where this is election day i just wanted to say it, at this time of year and, and i i voted here in dover uh the, the mayor was just, he's going to be real like he's a popular guy he's kind of he's an independent but oh. but um um we had some referenda stuff but uh in 1960 your grandfather and I made it to Manchester, New Hampshire. I don't forget we were on Elm Street. And guess what candidate we saw? It's early November 1960. It's the last came campaign stop he makes. You know who that is? Was it JFK? Yeah, JFK. And uh, we couldn't get close to him, but we <laughs> saw him. You know. Yeah. And he had this great. He had this great, as you know, Matt. And, and Mike, he had this great voice. You know, for. Yeah. Uh, uh, speeches. He was just amazing. Nobody could top him. Uh, certainly not Richard Milhouse Nixon. Yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, we were there. And then when I was in the service, when I was in the Navy before I went to Vietnam, I saw and shook the hand of President Lyndon Johnson. It was in 1966. Yeah. Uh, at an Air Force base in Virginia. It wasn't at NOV. But so yeah, the politics. And I appreciate the fact that you you appreciate the importance um, of politics. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just so. One question I just have is, um, what do you think the cancel? This is an economic question for Dr. Mike. I say it respectfully, Dr. Mike. You are a doctor in my eyes. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, as a philosopher type and a clinical social worker, what I, what I would ask is, so what do you? And this is purely economic, fundamentally economic, because nothing is purely economic, really. Mm -hmm. But like the immediate cancellation of the uh, Keystone XL pipeline. And then, subsequently, the immediate approval of Putin and his pipeline in Europe. Uh, just, just to reflect on that. Mm -hmm. the, other thing is, um, the other thing I want to add in is, uh, here's Biden falling asleep, no surprise. You gave him some, I would call, tepid empathy yesterday with Gonzo. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was kind of funny, man, you know. But, but you guys aren't president of the United States. Biden shouldn't be either, but that's another story. I won't go into that right now. <laughs> I could say some bad things on the radio, but I won't. I won't, Matt. It's your show. Right. And I love what you're doing. You're doing good work with great guests like Dr. Mike and others. But here's my point. For many years, and I haven't heard you talk much about this, Matt. 
for many years, the 45th president of the United States, who is not St. Francis of Assisi, who tweeted too much, I get it, and, and, did, and said some things about people that I don't agree with, but his policies were very sound and logical and effective. I will underscore that and argue with any, not argue, I shouldn't say it, but debate anybody on that, as I haven't done, actually. But my point is this. They, these knuckleheads, in the, and this goes back to your critique, Matt, of yesterday. I'm, I'm going to be brief and wrap this up quickly. I know I'll, I want to get off here for you guys. But you, and, and you're telling how weak they are. I would say they're immoral. Mm-hmm. I won't go into all that now, but uh, have you heard of infanticide? I know you guys don't want to hear that, but I'm not going to get into that. But they're also, what they do is, as a transactional guy, I see them all the time. Matt, I've seen you do this cleverly, too. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any examples of this on the phone. We'll talk privately, hopefully, someday. Uh-huh. If we ever get that chance again. But <laughs> what they do is they do this catastrophic thinking process, which is deflection and, and deceit. Uh-huh. And uh, do this hyperbolic, it's classic uh, thinking process. And they don't use facts. And basically, what I, so what we would say today is just briefly, they use ad hominem character assassination all the time. And watch them, Matt. Because what you didn't mention yesterday, and I understand that, um, if I were in your position, I, I probably wouldn't have mentioned it on the air, but I'm going to mention it now. Okay. There's a very, st- on the left, and there's a, there are reasons for this. They're neo-Marxists, but they don't understand Marx. That's some dumbasses. They don't understand Marx. But, uh, but my point is this. They will do and say anything to, to maintain power. But what's happening is there is a strong anti-Catholic, anti-Christian, and anti-Judaism process coming out of the left right now. And and AOC and your guy you love, Bernie Sanders, they're all in that mix. And it comes right out of Saul Alinsky's book, Demonize These People, when they're, they're doing things that are, in my judgment, demonic. I won't go into all that. So just a couple of things to think about. But here's the other thing economically for Dr. Mike. So Biden's fallen asleep and say, after saying that climate change is the biggest deal as, as America is, is being burned to the ground here in more ways than one. I won't go to that. But, so uh, he falls asleep. Okay, anybody can fall asleep. But he, he, he just said that this is the most pressing issue on the planet. This is number one. You know, hey, where's China, Dr. Mike? Where the F is India? Where are the United Arab Emirates? Where's Saudi Arabia? Where's Iran? You know full bloody well where they are, sir. They're at home. And they said, no, we've got some other stuff going on right now. (laughs) They don't want to participate. You know, in in, in an arena of, you know, United Nations or global, you know, countries, that's their prerogative. And there's, you know, they have nothing to gain, I don't think, by coming and BSing, which which somebody like India or China would do. I mean, if they came and they said, oh, we're going to change everything or we don't do that. You know that would be yeah. disingenuous. Putin so. didn't show up either. No, no, he's busy no, no, opening. No, he's busy opening the pipeline. <laughs> I include Putin, and, and you know mm-hmm. we fool around. You know the country. I'll come right back to Mike. Yes. Fool around with these two bogus, demonic, stupid uh, impeachment attempts. When Biden, I think, should be. I'm with a group called the American <laughs> uh, Capitalism uh, Corporation that we, we put in a petition to impeach Biden. I won't get all that. Yeah, but it, the point is that they, they fool around with that, especially when COVID-19 is burning. And we've lost more people. We've lost more people, guys, from 19 in, in this last year than we did in 20. 
And Dr. Fauci, don't get me started on that jerk. But anyway, so here's my point, though. <laughs> They're they're giving they're giving the world and Greta Thunberg and and Joey Biden, China Joe, I call them the finger. Yeah, you're right. It would be disingenuous. They know that to to go there. They have no they have no intention uh, of of helping with global warming issues oh, that, and, and greenhouse gases. I agree there. Well, who so so who is the number one country that has done the best consistently in the last ten years? Now we go back to the Obama administration too. No it, would it be England, France, or the USA? It's the U.S., isn't it? Haven't we done the best? It's it's the USA by far. Yeah, and that's allowing private enterprise, with some pressure, of course, some dialogue with the government. You know, yeah, I love what you did say about big government, Matt. I hate big government, but that's that's right. So, <laughs> um, that that is a problem solving effort that these corporations in America are doing, and the final thing uh, successfully not. Not Europe, not France. And here's the thing. Do you know what they didn't talk about yesterday was? I didn't see a thing about this. They, France, uh, England to a certain extent, not as much as France, um, Germany, Germany's big on this. They've essentially given up on solar energy and wind power. There isn't that much wind going on in Europe right now. Number one, it's, it's a practical issue. But this goes all the way back to the 70s, you know. Jimmy Carter, oh, yeah, we're going to get uh, wind power. We're going to get these things up, you know. So what if they kill birds? It'll be great. And, <laughs> and everybody's going to have solar power. So, so Marty, you, you're a social worker. You don't make that much money. F you, you know. Don't worry about it. Just wear a sweater, man. You know, suck it up. Take some more vitamin C and garlic. But for the rich, oh, we want solar panels in there. We want the, these houses it's the same stupid ass ineffective story. The rich can do that, but the point is solar energy and wind energy, well, it should be used. I'm not against it, but it's not going to fit all the needs of our economy right now. So, absolutely the, the, right. and what they've done is they've, this, hear, hear this, Mike, hear this, Maddie, here we go. I'll shut up, I promise. <laughs> they've gone back to coal, not nuclear energy. There is some of that going on, but they've gone back to coal, but they don't talk about it. How disingenuous is that, Dr. Mike? Come on. Well, well it is. And, and your son and I were, were talking here that, you know, even um, yeah. Uh, yeah. electric vehicles, you know, where does the electricity come from? Uh, it doesn't exactly. come from a windmill. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, exactly. now in the grand scheme, does that reduce uh, a certain type, like crude oil production? Uh, perhaps. But, uh, you know, we're always going to need jet fuel. Um, an electric train Absolutely. is always going to need some sort of uh, electric uh, electric current to run. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't fit the narrative, and you know there's a kernel of truth yeah, to yeah. a lot of what you said, sir. And I appreciate you doing it because I try to stay away from the uh, some of this stuff on the air. You know, you, you and I should get a beer sometime. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm with you, Mike. Absolutely, you're doing a great job. Thank you. And Matt's doing a great job. And, you know, and we disagree. You know, Freud, Jung wrote papers on this recent study, but. Um, Prince Kafka used to write about it a lot. Uh, John Updike actually wrote some of this in, in America. I love John Updike. But no, and, and, I, and I'm just, I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand as a philosopher, as a worker, as a clinical social worker. And unfortunately, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm not going to mention the organization. <laughs> I got in trouble. I got dinged by someone recently because I made a political statement about uh, Joe Biden. So I have to be careful myself. Oh. 
Oh, well. Yeah. You got to be careful who, whom you're with. And we, you we, say, were, we were talking about that point, earlier. Yes, we were. I think we all learned something. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learn and you keep going, Mike. Yeah, man. Well, guys, I'll get off the phone. Thanks for entertaining my thoughts. Of course. And a great job well, uh, yesterday, Matt. I, Thank it you. It ve- was very, very professional. And I love the way you and Mike and uh, uh, the other gentleman I mentioned earlier uh, are committed to dialogue and true debate. Mm-hmm. That's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Important. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Love you. Take right. care. All right. Love you, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was my father, uh, Martin Connerton, uh, as he's known. I-, I like how he comes across. Again, I, selfishly here, he touches on some things that blow through my mind as I take notes and yeah. you know what am I going to touch on here today and I always say you know that's really not I'm giving a personal opinion at this point you know and yeah, if yeah. I'm going to give you guys personal opinions um, I'd like it to be entertaining or funny I don't yeah. want so he had mentioned debate I, I'm not crazy about debating and driving my opinions into somebody else's head I'm really not I mean yeah. Because I'm at the age, if somebody else tries to do that to me, it really doesn't turn me on, you know? Right. It's like, what do you mean you don't like the Patriots? You know, I think <laughs> I've used that analogy before. I'm like, I I wasn't brought up around here. And furthermore, I don't. And the more that you tell me I have to, might push me off in the other direction. And right. That yeah. applies to an awful lot of stuff. And oh, of course. There's a little bit of wisdom I like to think that I have, um, which is different than knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, wisdom is you know, what you learn as you go along and knowledge is what you learn kind of in the moment. Uh, but I don't like the debate thing. I've never really gotten anywhere and I don't have any examples to point to where there was an aha moment that, you know, you say, Mike, you're absolutely right. What have I been thinking for the last 40 years? You know, right, what, right. I've had my head in the sand for the last 40 years and you enlightened me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know, it, it yeah. really doesn't, you know, and the, the, the thing about independence, when they say there's this independent gap, which I believe is true, you know, mm-hmm. not everybody's a Republican or a Democrat and some oh, people yeah. are swayed and some people have feet in both camps that, you know, it's just amazing that your father is a clinical social worker. And I'll tell you one of my prejudices is too strong of a, a word, but, you know, I, I would imagine as a social worker that you probably lean a little bit more liberal, if not a lot more liberal on social issues yeah. because you got your hands on the problem or, or the situation, you know? Growing up, he, he was a Demo- Democrat when I was growing up, uh-huh. and then uh, something changed, uh, but uh, now he's obviously much more conservative. But Well, I think we've all heard the phrase that my father told me as a young person, if you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart, and <laughs> as an older person, if, you don't, if you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. And uh, that, that's a very broad stroke, but I, I yeah. my daddy told me that when I was young, and I've heard it ad nauseum, you know, through the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people get more conservative as they get older, although some people go the other way too. That's true. It's, it's um, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, I like you know, I I like dialogue. I I don't like I don't particularly like debate either. It's funny. I uh, sometimes I've been over the years I've been presented with scenarios like you know, do someone will invite me on their show and they'll say you know, do you want to come on and debate me? Or, or someone will say, like a, a conservative will say, do you want to come on my show and, you know, I'll represent the right and you represent the left and we'll, and it's like, well, that, that's, I'm not really into that so much. It's like, I'll, I'll go on your show and we'll, um, and we can have a discussion and we, we, you know, we can have a conversation and mm-hmm. we can, you know, kind of debate the things we disagree on and, and and also uh, engage on some things that maybe we agree on because people, you know, people have a, a misconception of me, and I understand. I don't blame anybody for their misconception of me. I understand why they have it, but, you know, people assume I'm a Democrat. They assume I'm a liberal. 
Um, but, you know, the truth is, I mean, if you have a conversation with me about guns and Second Amendment issues, and that was the only thing we ever talked about, you would assume I was a conservative, mm -hmm. you know, um, or, you know, fight for 15 or some, which I oppose and things like that. I'm, I'm really kind of a square peg politically. You know, I'm an independent. Something people don't realize is actually 41%, or at least last I looked, this number might have changed, but last I knew, 41% of the national electorate of registered voters in this country are independents. People wow. people who don't want to be, yeah. it's The media never talks about that, uh -huh. and, and I, I think it's because it doesn't fit the business model, uh -huh. you know, because whether you're on the right, on Fox, or on the left, on MSNBC, or whatever it is, it kind of, it's it, you know, you kind of want that niche audience to appeal to. Right. But but yeah, forty one percent of the of the country registered voters who, uh -huh. who don't want to be in either party. Um, I think that's encouraging, really. I, I do I'm too. surprised. I'm definitely surprised. Yeah, people are always shocked when I bring that up. But you know, I I think you and I have talked about. I've been pegged a libertarian, and I at the time that I heard this years and years ago, I I didn't know what it meant. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, I you know I identified as a, a conservative on the right, and then I opened my mouth up about recreational marijuana or something and mm -hmm. oh you're not a republican well that's how i voted in the last election so i guess you can say i am yeah but you, you know you smoked pot in college yeah i did so well no you're a you're a you know lefty nut job or whatever <laughs> you saw the grateful dead a hundred times yeah i did you know uh, doesn't what does that have to do with my voting record you know or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it makes sense to me that maybe somebody doesn't want to be and I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't put bumper stickers on my car yeah. to a political nature. I don't want a stranger pulling up behind me, you know, with a Biden-Harris sticker or a Trump-Pence sticker or, yeah. or anything like that, you yeah. know, or a Second Amendment sticker. You know, that's um, personal issues. And that's why I love when you go into a voting booth, there's a curtain behind you because it's personal stuff, Yeah, you know, and, and that should be celebrated. Um, you know, the whole, I liken it to like sex and sports, you know. It's like what what, what I do with the bedroom shut or what team I root for, Um it's personal stuff, and I may not want to debate that with you. You know why, yeah. why I like uh, liked John Elway and not Tom Brady is not it's not relevant. You know, yeah. and, and I'm not going to sway you, and you're not going to sway me. So let, let's pick our discussion points. It's, it doesn't have to be a battle, but as you, as your dad pointed out, I like the discussion part of it, like like yeah, you yeah. had said, and I try to, and it, it takes a little bit of effort. I like to stir the pot and kind of mm -hmm. take a step back and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you mentioned, uh, we got to wrap up in a minute, yep. but you mentioned uh, stickers. Whenever anyone brings up bumper stickers and, uh, you know, you mentioned you don't want to put a bumper sticker on your car and I'm the same way. And I, I always remember this. Uh, this was maybe, uh, this was probably seven or eight years ago, a libertarian friend of mine was um, giving out these bumper stickers and tried to give me one that said, I do not consent to searches. Mm -hmm. And I told him, and he looked at me like no one else, I can't believe no one else had said anything like this to him, but he tried to give me one. And I said, well, I don't put stickers on my car, number one, but number two, I why would I put that on my car? That Do I want to make sure absolutely beyond a doubt the next time i get pulled over i'm definitely getting a ticket yeah no uh, i'm not putting that on my no, car of course not. Yep. because any you know and i i i usually if i do get pulled over for speeding or whatever i almost never get it i ne really never get a ticket because i've gone so you know the longer you go without getting a ticket the more likely you are to just get a warning yes because you know when they check your uh your record anyway and so i've been i've been very good but um <laughs> but if a cop you know, it could be the nicest cop in the world who has no, who doesn't want to give anybody a ticket. But if they get out of their car and they see that on my car, I'm getting a ticket. Well, they're making a, <laughs> they're making assumptions before they get out of the bloody cruiser. You yeah, know? <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be annoyed.
ride with me before they've even come to the, before they even get up and, you know, and they can see that, you know, I keep my hands on the steering wheel and I, I do the whole thing. Sure. I, keep, I keep my Put hands the on the wheel. I don't do that. Oh, you don't? I, because I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen reaching for something. So okay. I just put my hands on the only thing I reach for is I put the window down, put my hands on the wheel. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, can I see your license and reg? Okay. License is in my front, uh, in my wallet, in my front right pocket. They say, go ahead. I say, okay, very slowly. And yep. I, I do the whole thing and I never get a ticket. Right. They love that. Right. They well, and, that. and I would do the same thing presented with the sticker. Yeah. My uh, father, the great uh, Brigadier General David H. Sutter, this is reminding me from the great beyond right now. I uh, came home from a dead show in Albany, New York with a handful of stickers and one of them was, I uh, break for hallucinations. <laughs> and my father had to say, son, you know, <laughs> I, I know you're doing this little hippie thing and uh, doing your tie-dye and boxer shorts and dancing around in the basement to this goofy music. But I got to tell you, what do you think if you put this on the back of the Trans Am is going to happen to you yep. at one in the morning when you're driving home from Boston? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen, son? Right. And I'll leave it at that. And uh, so what you just told me about my dad, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I didn't put it on my car. And I think he put it on a guitar case or something. But yeah. I thought it was like, oh, this is going to be so cool at a stoplight. Uh, yeah, at one in the morning. Uh, good idea, Mike. <laughs> right, Thanks, right. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, your dad was right. Your <laughs> dad was. was right. There he was. All right, we got to wrap up. Mike, thank you so much, my as pleasure. always. Always a good time. And uh, Texas Mike, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to everybody who called today. And if you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, MattConnerton.com. But also, for those of you listening live locally here in Manchester, polls are open until 7 p.m. So if you haven't had a, haven't had a chance to vote yet, uh, there is still time. And don't forget, tonight, beginning at 7 p.m. right here from WMNH 95.3, Peter White, along with Tim Baines, uh, we'll be anchoring live election coverage locally here in Manchester, and I assume before it's too late, usually by around 8, 8.30, I think. You know, it's a city of, what, 120,000 people, so we usually know who's won. Uh, uh, I think most of the races, certainly the mayor's race, I think we'll know at that point. But uh, So very exciting. So it is Election Day. Thank you all so much. Get out and vote, like I said, if you haven't had a chance to already. And uh, I will leave you with this, a little uh, Election Day by Arcadia. A band that probably no one remembers, but it was a side project of Duran Duran. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.